Hello everyone, and welcome to the ARC 5 live readings. Today is a rather special installment, I guess you could say. This is the final reading we're going to be doing before we hit Uncharted Territory. Shut up about me being late. About Uncharted Territory, where I don't know what the hell happens after these chapters. We have a stacked line of cast for today, and before we get into it, we're going to introduce them, cover some housekeeping rules, and then go right into these chapters. So from the top down, let's go ahead and get started with introductions. Hi, I'm Ali VA, and I'll be narrating Chapter 28 and also voicing Anastasia. Hello, I am Tealdi. I'll be voicing Krush and uh, possibly narrating a chapter. We'll see. Um, I'm Gold. I'm playing Felix, and I might be narrating a chapter as well. So, yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Super, and I'll be voicing Garf. I'm Kyles, and I'm Hataro for right now, but I'll be several characters later. Hi, I'm Pat. I'm going to be the narrator and also a mysterious character later on as well. Uh, hello, I'm Jace. I'm the sound director. Hi, guys. Holographic here. Be doing Julius and Tivi for today. Kiki. I'm Kiki for four, and I am just a backup voice for a character. Hello, my name is Nugget, and I'm Mimi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Wolfclaw. I voice Natsuki Subaru. Ricardo time. Hi guys, I'm Lightning Eagle Dog Man, and I'm Ricardo. <laughs> Lightning Eagle Dog Man. Hi, I'm Purple, and I'll be voicing your Grandpa Wilhelm. That's about it. Your Bye. Grandpa Wilhelm, I love that. Alright, um, just a bit of housekeeping rules. The way that we run these streams, if you are new for some reason, joining midway through Arc 5, we don't really read chat or donations, channel memberships, anything like that until we get to chapter discussions. So if you guys have any questions you want to ask the cast, or if you want anything clarified, we do do like 15-minute breaks in between. That's when we cover everything that we need to catch up on. We're going to be doing chapter breaks after um, we finish reading a chapter. And yeah, we normally do these for about two hours-ish. We're going to have some people jumping out in between chapters, so we will be saying bye to them when that time does come around. But for now, I think we're all really anticipating these next three chapters that are to come. And I believe, Ali, you're going to be narrating for this first chapter. Yes, I am. Okay, if anybody wants to follow along, we're reading chapters 28 through chapter 30. I believe there is a link in the description. If there's not, then end me. You can follow along in which called translations. Uh, does everybody have the PDF pulled up for these chapters? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, and don't yes. forget to turn on Discord overlay. Discord overlay. Oh, yes. Why is that not on? Oh, no. Where'd it go? Are we in the wrong channel? Is that why? <laughs> We're in the wrong channel. <laughs> we are. That's okay. Let me switch it real quick. Professional hours. Professional hours. Don't worry. The best hours. Interact with chat. Carry the stream, Kyles. 
Not again. Everyone interact. Everyone. So I'm making Hi. Hi. I'm Kyle. You are demonically inspired. You are demonically inspired. Oh my god. When, I, when I say Jesus Christ, when I say Carrie, I don't mean just like randomly talk all at once. Alright, chat. Let's all sing together. Yay! Why? Let's sing Chug Jug. Sing? No. No. no, no, yeah, God Let's no. Let's sing Chug Jug. I love how yuck, so yuck, yuck. in this chat. Yuck, yuck, yuck. What is wrong? I will seriously leave if Chug Jug starts singing. No, Kiki, no. <laughs> Kiki's threatening. But there's us no by copyright leaving. on it. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh no, Willow's joining in the chat. Willow's joining what? Willow's doing it on the chug chug. <laughs> oh no, don't, please, please don't encourage Kyle's. No. That's you. You I'll say that like you're not I'm not the saying one it right now, lol. It's always Kyle's, your fault. This is you. You'd be the one now starting it. Don't do it. Let Hollow be the one who always starts yeah. it. And you're the one who always I won't, why, why bully I won't me? Start. Because uh, it's I'm easy. your friend. Because it's so fun. Not only is it wow. fun, Hollow, but you're also my friend. It's like the double whammy. Why isn't this working? Ha! You guys want to hear a joke? Julius. Wow! <laughs> hey, hey. That's rather it's rude. Hollow, but not Julius. You guys are rude. Oh, God. Nah, we're, we're just on it. Possibly silent for you. I have to carry. I'm sorry. Wow. We have like seven lines, and they're all I'm probably sorry, dyslexic. Where? Stop. <laughs> I'm Julius and the best knight. Don't ruin my ego, please. I need this. This is all I have. All right, there we go. There we go. Okay, we're on screen now. Jesus Lord, that took forever. Okay. Oh, they didn't even know who was saying what. No, oh, man, I'm not gonna get credit for any of my jokes. I like how be a mystery for the ages. I like how Pat's profile picture looks like a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to insinuate our most wholesome Batman is a uh, gonna no, be? No, I'm saying his character is very interestingly spaced on his profile picture. Uh huh. Mm hmm. You're you're very funny. Holly. Shut your mouth, Subaru. Thank you, Chase. Okay. All right. Is everybody ready to go into chapter twenty-eight? Hell yeah! Hell as yeah! As ready as I'll ever be. All right, uh, sound director, are you ready to roll? Uh, yes. Alright, cool, cool. Then let's get right into it. Arc 5, Chapter 28. A meeting covered in wounds. Wait. Let's calm down. First, we, we can sort through what information we got. Is that okay? Ferris's words had pushed the limit of what Subaru was able to handle at the moment. Ferris and Ricardo nodded at Subaru's raised hand as they considered the new information that had been broadcasted. Moving anywhere. It will be pretty difficult with so many injured people. Well, most people have already received first aid, and there shouldn't be any more people showing up. But still. With a sense of professionalism, Ferris gave his opinion on the change of location. Subaru took a moment to examine the conditions of the field hospital, his first concern. Minimal lighting, and a ground made out of cold stone. From the unique feel of its air, Subaru judged the place to be underground, almost like the parking lot of a large department store. 
Are we still in Prestella? It's one of Prestella's shelters. Uh, the broadcast this morning mentioned this, uh, remember? In Prestella, they're already they're always concerned about flood damage in the case that an issue with the waterways ever occurred, so there are shelters all over the city. This is one of the shelters on First Street. Square where I found you nearby. After a rough start, we managed to bring Bro and the other refugees to safety. Taking over Ferris, Ricardo gave his proclamation as he pounded loudly on his thick breastplate. Ferris glared intently sideways at Ricardo, who had not lowered his voice no matter how many times he was warned. <sighs> it's lucky that Fairy Chan was also here, with so many people wounded. This dog-faced mister wouldn't have been able to handle any of the treatment. <laughs> yep, now I don't need to have any regrets. <laughs> Ricardo's usual attitude and his laugh were refreshing, even if they were out of place for this somber hospital. Even among so many injured people, if one person kept a positive attitude, everyone can maintain hope and feel saved. So, what happened to Subaru-kun? Oh, right. There were two Sin Archbishops in the square. Greed and Wrath. The one who destroyed my leg was Greed. He was the one who had abducted Amelia. However, he was not the one who injured the legs of everyone else around me. That would be Wrath. How did that happen? The Archbishop of Wrath. It's a little difficult to explain. But her authority is one that makes other people feel someone else's wounds and feelings. He chose his words carefully, attempting to give a simple explanation of Sirius's authority. Ricardo had his head tilted, and Ferris's complexion changed as he realized the implications of her ability. He looked to the wounded, and then looked towards the bandages wrap wrapping Subaru's right leg. So, that's the reason why Subaru-kun and everyone else had similar injury. I had a bad feeling already, but... Oh. Absurd emotions often accompanied a distorted character. However, with Sirius, this absurdity was also physiological in nature, reflected in her authority. Subaru was so disgusted, and yet he had still more to say. And greed's also very troublesome. Ah, Fairy Chan's already tired as is. I don't have the energy to hear about more troublesome things. Sorry, I don't think that's possible. That damned greed. His ability can nullify any attack, even though he has no idea what he's doing. It's also apparently applicable not only to himself, but also those he is touching. The unconscious Amelia, in Regulus's arms, had been defenseless. She should have been exposed to Sirius's flames and other attacks, but Regulus had flawlessly defended both himself and Amelia. Rather than saying that he had fought bravely, it would be more correct to say that he had made Amelia invincible with his inexplicable ability. In that case, it would prove to be an incredibly tiresome situation. A guy who can pass neon injuries, and a guy who's invincible. Oh, you've gotta be kidding me. That former Sin Archbishop. <sighs> Pedogita's ability to use multiple unseen hands was quite powerful, but this guy's on a completely different level. That said, Petalgeus's ability had ended up not being effective on Subaru. Considering his ineffectiveness as a Sinarch-Archbishop, Subaru had thought of him as a simple lunatic rather than a Sinarch-Bishop proper. 
Thus, this would be his first formal battle with the witch's cult. And the Archbishop who introduced herself the same way. I think it's safe to assume that lost abilities are probably just as troublesome. Worst of all, there could be five Synarch Bishops here. Five?! Ferris uttered a hypothesis which was terrifying beyond Subaru's wildest imagination. What had happened to give him such an idea? Ferris sighed and straightened his finger at Subaru's subdued eyes. <sighs> Listen, think of that broadcast, what Lust said. She said that they have secured the control towers of the waterway in the city, right? Oh, right. They said that. Which means they're planning to sink the city. So that's a very dangerous situation. And there's the possibility of an archbishop occupying each. Already, there are three synarch bishops gathered in one place, which is completely unprecedented, so the worst of the worst possible situation comes to mind. Because there are four control towers. Four. <laughs> Speaking the number out loud, Subaru finally understood what Ferris meant. There were four control towers placed north, south, east, and west, which controlled the water gates of the city of Pristella. Occupying all of them implied... So, it could be that each tower has an archbishop guarding it? In that case, that should make four in archbishops. Subaru-kun, consider what just happened. The broadcast just now used a magical device that is only present in the city hall, at the center of the city. The enemy is occupying five places that manage the city's functions, meaning that they've captured five strongholds. The increasingly hopeless speculation left Subaru breathless. Like Ferris said, the city hall must have taken must have been taken to deliver that broadcast. In addition to lust of the Synarch Bishop, who occupied it, there must be two other archbishops. The only fathomable explanation for that would be a coordinated mass attack from the witch's cult. Aside from the square I was in, has there been any other commotion? Has there been any other attacks? Yeah. If this were a great offensive by the witch's cult, it would be difficult to imagine that they would only target a single location. In the face of Ferris's silence, Subaru could only pray that his worst fears of casualties would not become reality. Absent-mindedly, Ferris cast his gaze downward, falling silent. Ricardo gave a cough, a set of sharp teeth visible on the beast man's dog-like face, and Subaru widened his eyes. Honestly, the only situation we know is our own. We don't even know where the other shelters are, nor their situation. However, it ain't a good idea to go strolling or outside. Why? Shouldn't we look for allies so that we can collaborate? Aren't you worried about them? That's right! As he spoke, Ricardo gestured with his hands, and Suru hurriedly looked up at Ferris. In this shelter of wounded people, it was odd that Ferris and Ricardo were the only acquaintances of Subaru's, especially considering Ferris. Where are Krushan and Wilhelm's son? It's unusual for you three to be separated. Are they in another shelter? You're asking a difficult question, Subaru-kun. The only ones you see here are Fairy Chan and this mister, and as you can see... Do not bother Subaru-sama too much, Ferris. Ferris replied with a sense of unease, and Subaru felt deep anxiety rise within himself. Then, a gentle voice relieved the intense atmosphere. Suddenly hearing that voice, Subaru looked up and around. However, no matter where he looked, he was unable to locate its owner. 
I'm sorry. It seems like he is surprised. Ferris, please do not tease Subaru-sama too much. Oh yeah, but Crush-sama is such a meanie. What? Huh? Ferris, who was conversing with his invisible master, reached into his dress. Subaru's already widened eyes became even wider as Ferris pulled out a familiar object from his bosom. The source of his little trick dawned on Subaru. Wait, this is... That's right, the, for the loot from a year ago. We used them too, remember? Ferris replied, revealing a hand mirror in his grip. At first glance, the mirror lacked any defining characteristic, but rather than show a reflection, its face reflected a beautiful woman with green hair and a gentle face. Without a doubt, that was Krush. This magical device, known as a conversation mirror, was more or less this alter alternate world's version of a cell phone, which let its owner speak through paired mirrors. A year ago, they had played a role in the battle with the witch cult, and they had been brought to this city as well. Krush, on the other side of the mirror, frowned slightly before the silent Subaru. Ferris, Subaru-sama seems a little troubled. Did you hide this from him? Sorry about that, but... but I didn't think our next call would be so soon, so I didn't think it'd be important to tell him yet. What? Wait. Give me a moment. Thanks for the conversation, Mirrors. You're in contact with Krush and the others? We're at another shelter. Is that right? Indeed. As Master and Knight talked, Subaru took a moment to sort through his confusion. The conversation mirror explained why the Krush fanatic Ferris was so calm, confirming her safety. For the time being, it was fortunate that he was able to confirm that Krush was safe. Then, Subaru looked at the mirror in Ferris's hands. Oh, thank goodness. It's difficult to save right now after what's happening. But we're lucky that we get in touch. Krush-san, are you hurt at all? No, thank you for your concern. Fortunately, I managed to find a shelter in time, without suffering any injury. I heard that Subaru-sama received a serious wound. How are you doing? I can't say that I'm completely fine, but it's good enough. I'll do something about it. I can't stay and rest. I have to do something as soon as the wound's bandaged. Ferris, don't glare at me like that! As Subaru announced his intent, he felt Ferris's harsh glare stabbing into him for the betrayal of his prescription for complete rest. However, although he was being ungrateful, Subaru could not sit by in idleness. Breaking the deadlock they were in was of utmost urgency. He could not lie around obediently, waiting for conditions to deteriorate. We'll talk about this later. <sighs> Krush-san, how's the situation in your shelter? Who else is with Krushan? Yes, there are several others with me. I am also here, Subaru. Fortunately, everyone who remained at the inn made it here. From somewhere behind Krush, an elegant voice joined the conversation, interrupting her. The moment he heard it, Subaru froze briefly before giving a sharp shake of his head. He did not want to be a fool who did not realize how encouraging that voice was. Oh. <sighs> Your presence there is kind of reassuring, Julius. I was worried upon hearing that you ended up being carried into a shelter, unconscious. Since your usual liveliness has returned, it seems that my worries were baseless. Is it true that Emilia-sama was abducted? 
true. Sorry, I'm so useless. You are facing two Synarch bishops. I am not so heartless as to blame you for your lack of strength. Anastasia-sama and Kruj-sama are both here, as well as a few members of the Iron Fang. Two of Felt-sama's followers have joined us here as well. He quickly confirmed Amelia's status without holding Subaru accountable and carried on with the conversation. Although the kindness from the other side of the mirror was touching, it amplified Subaru's feelings of guilt. While listening to his words, Subaru looked around and confirmed the presence of a certain face in the refuge. Right. You should tell Felt's people that their friend is here. He's wounded, but away from mortal danger. I see. That is good to hear. I will be sure to pass it on. They are trying to act brave, but their worries are obvious. Well then, Subaru. After Tan and Ken had been informed of Larkin's safety, Julius lowered his voice, changing the atmosphere of their conversation. What do we do? I have no clue as to why you're asking that of me. Remember that time with Sloth. Dealing with the Witch Cult is likely to be your specialty. Maybe you could come up with something unexpected and solve this dilemma. What sort of unreasonable expectations are those? Sorry to disappoint, but I'm not some kind of expert on the Witch Cult. That is regrettable, but there's also Amelia-sama. There is no doubt that your heart is most anxious. I sincerely want to know what you're planning to do. Subaru's reply obviously had not answered Julius's expectations, but he was not discouraged. He understood that thinking of Subaru as some miraculous witch cult slayer would be too much to look for. Rather, the latter half of his sentence held his true question, the true topic. Amelia was taken by greed. Even now, his own hair-raising, self-serving beliefs chill me to the bone. I don't want to leave Amelia with that bastard for even a second. That is to say, to rescue Amelia from greed is your responsibility. Of course. Wait, did you just say responsibility? Julius spoke in a subdued tone as, adjusted, as he adjusted his bangs behind the mirror. Then, the knight spread his palm towards the mirror, showing his five fingers raised. Listen, Subaru. Ferris should have clarified that the Witch Cult has occupied five key locations in Pristella, taking into account that there should be someone on the level of a Synarch Bishop at every place. It's tantamount to a battalion. And so, allocation of battle forces is a very important issue. You're saying that because the city... Well, since if the Watergate is tampered with just one location? That is correct. The condition for defeating the Witch Cult is to attack each of the five places at the same time. In the meantime, we must re-establish contact with our forces, who are scattered across the city. You understand how difficult that is, right? As long as they were unable to get in touch with their comrades at the various shelters, it would be difficult to string together all the combat forces in the city, as Julius said. Originally, the magic of the city was responsible for maintaining contact with those places. However, when the city hall had fallen, everyone had been separated and sought refuge in different shelters. Each of the shelters needed to judge the situation and act accordingly, independently. 
By the way, this mister here has confirmed their witch cult just roaming in the city. Also, there's seemingly a mob of people who have lost their minds wandering the city as well. Witch cultists and that bastard serious as bullshit! This is looking more and more desperate by the second. Hearing Ferris's unwelcome piece of information, Subaru scratched his face in agitation as more bad news came to light. At the very least, there had to be a way of getting in touch with all the existing combat forces. Otto and Garfio were missing, and Amelia is also missing. In a sense, she's been kidnapped by greed. <sighs> what a mess. Joshua and three deputy captains of the Iron Fang are all missing, as are Wilhelm-sama, Feldsama, Reinhardt, Priscilla-sama too. I don't know where that middle-aged garbage man Al's at, but Priscilla should have been in the city park before the commotion started. I don't know what happened to her after that. Damn it, Liliana should be with her too. I wonder if they're safe. Priscilla was not normal in any sense of the word, and Liliana was also very strange. Subaru did not want either of them getting hurt. Taking into account Priscilla's proclaimed luck and that songstress's character, Subaru assumed that they would be fine. Patrash had also been in the Water Plumage Pavilion. Subaru thought her Subaru thought her smart enough to avoid drawing attention, but he was worried about her nonetheless. Constant sources of worry plagued Subaru and he felt that launching simultaneous attacks at five different locations was outside of the realm of possibility. No matter how it was said, it would be impossible. There were not enough combatants to attack five locations, not to mention that they would be facing Synarch bishops. The only thing most people could bring to such a fight was hope. Wait! Why do we have to go after all five places at the same time, in the first place? What do you mean? It is, a, it is as we've already said. The Witch Cult can do tremendous damage from any of the locations they currently occupy, leaving one of those places in their hands. No! It's not like that though, right? I understand we need to seize all four towers eventually, but why at the same time? Once they discover that one of their locations have been sabotaged, it would be only natural that the Synarch Bishops would take action, no? That must be why they launched such a coordinated attack on the city. Julius gave a coherent response to Subaru's train of thought. While listening to his words, Subaru pondered their accuracy. Of course, Julius's logic was clear and sound. But the opponents they faced were not normal ones. In that square, Regulus and Sirius had fought each other with intent to kill. Regulus had not been serious, and so the damage was minimal, but Sirius had definitely been intending to incinerate him. Regulus should have been able to rip her apart in minutes without Subaru in the way. Those guys, were they really working together to capture the city? Do they have any real sense of cooperation? Of course they said that they could manipulate the water gates on those control towers, but can they stay organized and in touch with each other every step of the way? I don't think so. On what basis? In the square I was at, two of the Sinarch bishops were trying to kill each other. They only stopped because they were given new instructions from the Gospel. If that were not the case, one probably would have killed the other. So they can't coordinate properly. Julius still appeared faintly uncertain at Subaru's wishful thinking. Subaru understood his concern, however. 
Is there anyone with access to the outside? A couple of the Iron Fang's members are scouting the towers. What are you thinking? Although this could just be conjecture, but if they want to keep in touch regularly, wouldn't the simplest way be to launch magic into the sky? The control towers are far apart, and the city is complex, so verbal communications are troublesome. At the very least, it would take a long time without a conversation mirror. The likelihood that the Witch Call brought any such mirror is quite low. If many of those had been brought, the spirits would react to the communications. My quasi-spirits would doubtlessly have detected them already. Right, that's it. They reached the same conclusion simultaneously. Subaru prefaced within... Ah... They don't have regular clear communication. There's a good chance they won't act unless there's a visual disturbance when one of the locations is attacked. There's no way that they will strike if they are unaware of it in the first place. And so that reduces our need to disperse our combat forces. The only problem with this proposal is that one place is different from all those others. The City Hall. That building can inform the other towers of the attack using that magic device. So, we'd have to start with that one. First, they had to focus on capturing the City Hall at the center. They would have to go there and defeat the existing force there, and make the Witch Cult there withdraw then crush the forces at the other towers one by one. Even then, it would be a test of speed, but the risk would be much lower than that of attacking all five locations at once. Subaru wished to believe so. Hmm. On the other side of the mirror, Julius fell into thoughtful silence. Subaru's proposal was based on the poor relationship between Regulus and Sirius, optimistically assuming that the cooperation between members of the witch cult was a mess among messes. Of course, if the Gospel had given a command like, kill everyone in Pristella, that hope would be fundamentally subverted. If that were the case, he should have attempted to ask for the content of the Gospel back then. My deepest apologies for being late. Can everyone hear my voice? In the middle of a heavy silence, another voice suddenly joined the conversation. The weather-beaten, aged voice of a swordsman which Subaru looked up to was more reliable than anything else in the present situation. The face of a grey-haired old man was reflected in the conversation mirror. Wilhelm, son! You okay? Wilji! Thank goodness, you didn't get in touch! It made people worry! Not only Subaru, but Ferris also heard a familiar voice. At their welcome, Wilhelm, reflected in the mirror, opened his eyes with a surprised face and bowed gently. Ah, oh, my apologies. I was caught up in some trouble, and not, and could not find a calm place. Now finally, some citizens and I have arrived at a shelter, Subaru Dono and Ferris. Seeing you safely, seeing your safety gives me peace, and Krusama? I am fine. Wilhelm, I am so glad for your safety. Do not worry about me. It was due to my powerlessness that I was not at your side in this situation. Please allow me to, please allow me to trouble you to wait quietly. I will definitely come pick you up. Amazing. Oh, this feeling of relief isn't normal. As Crucian Wilhelm spoke through the mirror, Subaru, 
finding that the dialogue between master and subordinate held an overwhelming sense of security, sighed with admiration for Wilhelm. Then, while he was happy for his safety, Suber ruminated on his prior conversation with Julius as he attempted to organize a summary for Wilhelm. However, There are several things to be said, but this is the most urgent of those. At that moment, Wilhelm vanished from the mirror, the old swordsman replaced by a beastman, a kitten wearing a monocle. It was a deputy captain of the Iron Fang, Tivi, who seemed to have joined forces with Wilhelm. His expression was unusually anxious. Hey, if it ain't Tivi, your safety's better than anything else. You too, Captain. But we're not safe right now. Is Onetron with you? Amy? I haven't seen her. Did something happen? At Tivi's feeble voice, Ricardo squinted into the mirror. From Tivi's side, someone cut into the image and... Jin! Onichan! Onichan! Taro? What's the panic for? The one who had flown into view was Tivi's identical brother, Hitaro. He was usually a mellow youth, but right now, his face was distorted in pain. Tears filled his round eyes, and his voice shook as he gazed into the mirror. Our, our divine protection of transection activated! It's coming from Onichan! Her, her wound was so serious! Wound is being transferred to me and Onichan! <laughs> Onichan, calm down. It's as he said, Captain. Onichan was wounded, and the injury is being transferred to me and Onichan. So. Okay, both of you wait there. Find Mimi immediately. Don't cry, just wait. His voice lower than any Subaru had heard from him, Ricardo spoke into the mirror. In that smooth sound, Subaru felt a pressure unlike any he had ever felt before, and he stepped back, trembling. The beastman's eyes were full of anger, and his open mouth revealed a row of sharp canine teeth. He drew his blade, a large hatchet, his large muscles tense. He almost appeared to be searching for the missing girl in that very moment. Wait, Ricardo! I can't allow such a selfish action! However, a voice from another mirror was the one that stopped Ricardo from charging out immediately. Ricardo turned back to face Anastasia, who had claimed the mirror. He frowned, lifting his hatchet towards his employer. Don't stop me, lady. I'm not kidding right now. Ricardo, our long bond and relationship would show that I'm not kidding around. Don't make me say it again. Right now, random actions cannot be allowed, even for Mimi's sake. Are you asking me to abandon Mimi? Opening his mouth, the rage expelled from Ricardo's mouth shook the air of the shelter. That intensity was no laughing matter. Subaru stumbled several steps backward, away from the beast who emanated shockwaves of rage. Ricardo fixed his glare on Anastasia, the signs of a carnivore exuding from his body. Through the mirror, Anastasia met it unflinchingly. You should understand, Ricardo. These are unforeseen circumstances. You are one of my most important weapons. I cannot let you leave without permission. You're saying this to me? Who do you think you're talking to, Anna? You, of course. Don't you forget, Dog Monster. The two spoke names only old acquaintances would recognize. His skin tingling with electricity, Subaru searched for a place to interject, but there was none. He wanted to support Ricardo's emotional decision, but he could also understand Anastasia's sound opinion. And he was an outsider. Anastasia, 
someone who was not, someone who held a close relationship with them, chose to prioritize the safety of the city over Mimi. Subaru realized that there was nothing for him to interrupt. Ricardo, too, should understand her point. In this way, time trickled on. If Ricardo forced his exit, Subaru, who was injured, and Felix, who was a non-combatant, could not hope to stop him. Anastasia, who looked coolly into his eyes from across the magic mirror, only she could do anything. However, Ricardo suddenly turned his head away from the mirror's gaze. Wait! Ricardo! Stop. Don't rush to make a conclusion. Seeing Ricardo's movement, Anastasia spoke. Ricardo gave a quiet response. He turned back and sniffed at the entrance to the shelter. Something's close by. This... the scent of blood? The scent of blood? Among so many wounds, he seemed to be able to detect a fresh scent of blood. Alert, Ricardo pointed his hatchet to the entrance of the shelter, glaring. Subaru and Ferris swallowed, watching Ricardo's judgment. <laughs> a shadow rushed into the refuge of the shelter with heavy footsteps. In that moment, the patients in the shelter, intimidated by the insolence of the intruder, held their collective breath. It was none other than Subaru who broke that silence. Standing there was a familiar short blonde acquaintance. Garfiel? Garfiel was sweaty and out of breath. Suddenly noticing Subaru, he ran over with a strange wobble in his step. Then, Subaru noticed. The reason behind Garfield's wobbly movements was being held in his arms. <laughs> Everyone was lost for words as Garfield reached Subaru. There, he bowed his head before Subaru and collapsed, kneeling. Sorry, Captain. <laughs> My amazing self worthless incompetent <laughs> after saying so garfield raised a cry of sorrow embraced by his bloodied arms was the figure of a dying mimi <laughs> <laughs>